Well, good morning, folks. We're back again at it with uh, uh, another morning of uh, diving into the book of Philippians. And we have um, turned to Philippians chapter 3. And I made such a big deal about Philippians 2 that you might think it's kind of a letdown to move to Philippians 3. But uh, this book is just full of gold. And so you're going to... Yeah, we're going to experience together so many little verses and sayings within Philippians 3 and 4 that are, that you know, and you'll go, oh, wow, that's, you know, I didn't realize that was in the book of Philippians, or I'd forgotten that was in the book of Philippians, or maybe you know and love this book, and this is, this is home, one of your homes within the scripture. Um, so, uh, but there's just so much good here. So I'm, I'm going to focus today on the first nine verses. I don't have any real order other than, I mean, I don't have some grand plan I'm following here. I just have uh, read through this today and thought, you know, I really want to separate out the 10th verse and focus on that. So we'll just look at the first nine. There's, a, there's, I think something really cool to focus in on here that you'll, you know, it'll be pretty obvious. Um, so, you know, Paul here is addressing, um, a couple of things. He's, I think we, we spent so much time in the book of Galatians dealing with all of the issue of, uh, false teachers and Judaizers that we're not going to have to really, you know, redig that well this morning, but the same or a similar problem it's not to the same extent but at least this there's a similar group of people who are pushing for the same idea here in philippi and uh, paul addresses it and he i think just does a masterful job of comparing his credentials and then and then laying out his life in christ so let's just read this and then i'll you know we'll, we'll wait our way through Let's see, starting again, yeah, at the beginning, verse 1. In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Uh, I'm not going to keep chiming in here, but I just want to just make note of the fact that this is, once again, the theme of this book is our joy in the Lord. And so when some translations say, finally, my brothers and sisters, but it's like the preacher saying, finally, it's not really the end. He's just returning to this thought again and again for emphasis. So in addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I have reasons for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew, born of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ, More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung, so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. 
Well, let's just pull a, you know, a devotional thought out of, out of this. Um, you know, Paul is, is setting up his credentials and is saying, if you want to look at somebody, you know, the, the basic idea here of the Judaizers is, you know, you got to first become a Jew, then you can become a Christian. Um, but you got to, you know, that's the path. And Paul's saying, you know, if our credentials were based upon how well we serve the Lord as, um, you know, as Jews, if this, if this was it, then let me just boast a moment here. Um, I have more confidence, reasons for confidence in my walk as a, you know, as a Jewish man than anyone else, you know, um, and he lays out all these things and not just his status of birth and so forth, but also, you know, the way in which he, uh, he lived his life as a Pharisee, as a zealous persecutor of the church, and as a guy who, who looked to rid all sin from his life, um, but then he turns this on a dime and says, but everything that was a gain to me, I've considered to be a loss because of Christ. If, it, literally in the Greek, he uses plural for gains and singular for loss. So he says, but ev- all of the gains I've gotten, I consider to be a loss. So he says, all of this stuff that I've just put out as credentials, all of the things that I've, I, I could boast about if I were sitting in the synagogue, all of that stuff, all all together, I've put it all in a bag and I, I consider it all to just be garbage. And, and more than garbage, he actually calls it dung, excrement. He, he says that's the value of all of these things in comparison. He doesn't say that they're valueless. He's not saying that, they, that they're meaningless or that he, or he denounces all of these wonderful things as being pointless. He's just saying that compared to the all-surpassing value of knowing Jesus, these things are dung. I mean, they're, the comparisons, it's almost comical. And um, he, he says that it isn't, just, it isn't just knowing about Jesus that matters. Um, he says knowing him, knowing him personally, and having this personal, intimate relationship with him is the thing that is, it is beyond, it's beyond everything else. Everything else in his life doesn't matter in comparison to this, this greatness of knowing Jesus and being known by him. And so he says um, to, to, he gives up everything to gain Christ and to be found in him. And he says, you know, when I think about that righteousness that I had, uh, my own self-righteousness from my ability to follow the law, um, he says it's nothing compared to the righteousness that I have from God based in faith in what Jesus has done for me, his finished work for me. So um, I know this is a theme that we talked a lot about in the book of Galatians, but it's just so worth returning to. We can stack up all of the the good in our lives, all of the wonderful things. We grew up in the right family and our family took us to church and going to church was great. And I did all of these things. And I, all I know is the church and I've been around it my whole life. And, you know, I go every Sunday, you know, he really, all of these things Paul would say are, are dung in comparison to the all surpassing value of knowing and being known by Jesus. And so it's not what we do. 
it's uh, oftentimes one of the greatest enemies of our intimacy with the Lord is our service for him. Not to say we don't have much to do for him, but the most important thing in your life is to know Jesus and to be known by him. And so I pray in the middle of this week that you will you'll press deeper into that love relationship with him. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name for my brothers and sisters and all who are listening this morning that they would find their joy not in some sort of status, uh, accounting of their status, but in the all-surpassing value of, being, of knowing you and being known by you. Let that be our righteousness today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen and Maranatha.